Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Hey, I'm Keith Jones. You're listening to the boys at Missing Curfew. Welcome back to a fresh episode of Missing Curfew Updog. It's the NHL season preview show, Fala. Season premiere, game nights on tonight, Tuesday night. Good I'm thing, excited. Good thing we're not playing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we Boys are, are a little scrappy today. My huh? throat is in one and your eyes. What are your, it's your eyes, Fuck, right? I think it's, in the, it's something in the grass. I don't know what it is. Not that grass, but something. Uh, I woke up this morning. These things were, fuck, they felt closed. Yeah. Eyes wide, eyes wide shut. You know, it's it's funny you say that. I kind of went through that like about a month ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. I, I I bought a new air purifier for my room. I I, check, I bought I bought new sheets. These new allergies sheet. to these fans. Yeah, I was waking up every morning with like my eyes and my fucking head. I was like, what is going on here? But I don't know. So maybe you got a little case of the allergies now. I think I got a case of the allergies. Um, I think it's from right here. Topic number one. I think it's from the Updog birthday week. Yeah, it was. It was a long weekend. That was a fun night, buddy. So it was a great Friday. Thanks to the Friday golf crew. Great Friday golf crew. Nice game. Friday golf crew. A little early match followed by uh, followed by Jay's shit kicking. Yeah, we'll get into that and shit. And then, uh, you know, I did dinner with Izzy and Christina. A little sushi. sushi. A little sushi. Does Izzy eat sushi? I wanted to ask you that. Thanks, Fuck Binger. yeah, she does. Binger, look at that shirt, eh? Oh, my God. We got the eye drops, Binger. Oh, look at that. He's Baseball sucks. Baseball sucks. Let me see what I'm shoving in my eyeballs here. Maxie, I'm happy for your Padres, buddy. I'm... Uh, if if I had some more money to bet, which I don't, <laughs> I'd put some on the Padres. But I, I just I'm 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 strapped. What happens to the teams that you bet on? I'm, I'm kind of glad that that uh, you're not. Yeah, you're like fucking stay away. You're like don't touch the Dodgers. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, I just dog. got some eye drops. Thanks, Binger. Does Izzy Thanks, eat su- does Izzy eat sushi? She does. Wow. She uh she just doesn't like anything spicy. She goes oh, and and in fact I think we might have a guest appearance from uh, from little Izzy today here at the studio. She's coming on. Uh, she's not going to, well, I mean, we could bring, bring her on if you want. You give her, her a on. prediction Let's on who she her. likes. Yeah. Who would she say she likes? She would probably she'd say, say uh, they should probably say the blues because she's seen a lot of the St. Louis blues stuff around the house. Yeah. She's and shout out to whoever actually sent me a, a diaper cake for Beckham, a St. Louis blues diaper cake. What the hell? Two mini hockey sticks and a cake that's just, it's a bunch of diapers. When people who have kids, they know what that is. Um, but it Did looks some, like a cake. Oh, you said, I saw that. Someone sent you that? Yeah, I thought. I, I can't name the names right now because I probably like a fan or a family member no, or I a think friend. It was a friend, but no one's really stepped up and said, you know, did you get your package? And you know, how did the sticks? I got a package, people. Basement <laughs> <laughs> through, and that's move your- over, coming through, <laughs> and that's none of your damn business, Dan. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that was a cool looking cake they sent you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you no, guys eat so- up that all or? 
Uh, well, you can't eat the diaper cake because oh. you, you strap the diapers on the kid's ass. All their diapers. Diapers. Sorry. I'm, I'm, playing, That's okay. I'm playing her today, bro. <laughs> it's all I'm good. I had to go on. It's shout, well worth it. Shout out to my boy Cooley yesterday. We, we started back up with NHL Series XM, the power play. Check us out. He was fucking charged up. And I wasn't prepared. I, I listened to, to the last hour. He had fucking notes from preseason. I'm going, I, I text him, cool. Bella. Yeah. I only watched about four shifts in the what preseason. Did take, what, did he, what did Cools take off this year in the summer? I'll I'm tell a, you what, his prediction. Two weeks? Is, two weeks? Did he no, take off? He took off. I mean, he started work. Once preseason started, he started working again. Saw him in Nashville on a little bender. That was his vacation. Went Nashville. Then he's a, he's he's got a little Greek background, so he went over yeah. to Greece. Okay, good. And came then he back, just came back charging. And then just started watching preseason. That's why he's a pro. That guy's a pro. He does five shows a week. It's the amount of work he puts in is crazy. So, um, yeah, playing hurt yesterday, playing hurt today a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all good. It's all good. We got a big show today. Hey, the dinner was unreal at Rothschilds. Shout out to our boy Frankie at Rothschilds. If you're in Orange County, you got to check it out. Great food. And then Bob Moses, man. He did not, they did not disappoint. Oh, good Canadian. It kid. was unreal. Yeah, it was awesome. I can't remember the last time I've been to a club. Yeah. <laughs> Probably in Vegas with you when we went to watch Vegas play the Avs. And we went to Omnia. Yeah. And I couldn't hear for the next week. That could be the loudest club in the world, but it this felt like. This is like a mini Omnia here. Yeah. For any, uh, for any guys listening in the league, do your rookie dinner at Rothschilds with our boy Frankie, take care of you, and then go to time. Maybe there's a nice act. They're not yeah. going to get Bob Moses, but. There they have Tiesto coming in town. What? Not really? That, yeah, but that, you don't want to go see Tiesto. Do you? I, I don't like it as Bob much as Moses. Bob Moses was perfect. It was unreal. Everything we like in a band. And there was a lot of people there that that were there that I didn't know. I checked their Instagram the next day. I'm like, text them. Like, you have fucking Bob Moses? So like, yeah, I'm like, we were right. I don't know how we, I guess. Right in the mix. Yeah, we were right in the mix. So, Thanks for that. Thanks for No, uh, my pleasure, man. Thanks yeah. for being born. That was a good little birthday present. So my man. switching gears from a birthday to a death. <laughs> Fucking Toronto Blue Jays. Binger, don't say a fucking word, all right? Don't say a word, Bing. Or you either, Maxi. It was embarrassing. It was, it, was, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. First of all, I didn't know Castillo in game one. I didn't know he was that nasty. I didn't do my homework. I didn't know that guy was like lights out. I didn't watch much of the Mariners game up all season. I'll yeah. admit it. Oh, he's throwing 103. Yeah, he was unhittable. But game two to give up an 8-1 lead. After our boy Chappie... So, you know, dove I into love first. Chappie. He dove into first on a play that arguably could have been, you know, he could have been easily thrown out. He hustles it out, makes that play. We get a run to That's go a ball nine. Player. That's a ball player. To go nine six. That's what I thought. All right, we're okay. Or nine five. What the fuck? I love Schneider too as a GM, right? He's a little husky. You know, I like guys that are a little husky. He seems like a good guy. The boys like him. But yeah. when he went out and got Gosman, I get the. What was the bases loaded? No, guys on second and third. He had a three-run shot, right? Yeah, so I guess they were guys on second and third. Yeah, and they pulled him. They Two pulled outs. him to put Santana on his stronger side. He's, he's got more power from the other side of the dish. So not only do you take Gosman out to bring in Meza, who's a left-handed, you know, whatever. It's just like it was a bad move. I was worried when they hit that bomb. Chappie makes that play, makes it 9-5. I'm like, all right, we got a chance. And the then, only place a baseball could land in the outfield, too, and fall and crush you know two players yeah. it, it fell right there that's that's the that's they the should dig up that grass right and just re replant all the grass right there Bouchette going this way Springer coming this way like and we talked about it after and I thought that Bouchette should have laid off and you and Loop said no no Springer should have laid off when you know when he realized he couldn't get it you don't let it go behind you right because if they give up one run it's fine you just can't let all three score yeah when Good they point. did right that's when the bases were lorded and they let all three score. I was like, you just, if you keep it in front of you, they score one, maybe two. But to let all three in, it's Clean like. Clean up. 
I mean, you're lucky the guy that hit the ball didn't even get in there. Yeah. Everyone's laying there and just tits up. And then, I'll, and then I'm just choked to begin with, right? And then here comes the person to get Springer. And this is no disrespect to the person, but she comes out with a mask on, driving the golf cart that's going two miles an hour to pick him up. I'm like, what is going on here? She get had him the mask off. on. She had the mask on. I'm like, get him off the field. She's driving slow. I knew we were, as soon as Springer went down like that, I knew we were done. Yeah. I know it's, it's like tied going in the ninth too, right? And you still just everyone's crushed. There's no one's making noise in in you know the Saddle Dome, Rogers Center, whatever the hell it is. Rogers just, Saddle Dome. <laughs> did I say Saddle? I meant Sky Dome. Saddle Dome, Sky. <laughs> sky. <laughs> oh, boys. Am been, I shaky too? Boys are in mid season four here today. Um, and then we got Bouchette on third with Chris Kirk uh, with Kirky up there. I thought, hey, here we go. Maybe it's a chance. Rip one a second. No, it's it was sad. I lost. I got I got fleeced. Yeah, fleeced. Yeah, yeah. So a hall took a bunch of your cash. Yeah, I, I actually still got to pay a hall, but yeah. And anyways, Chappie, love you. He was at uh, what's what's Gurdish's new restaurant? I uh, I forget. Mademoiselle's or something like that. Oh, that's or, the new one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they Facetimed us when we were at your birthday dinner. I said, Chappie, you're still my favorite ball player. He played his guts out. They'll be back, but uh, tough way to tough, go. Tough, 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 tough. Um, Updogger first segment. Once again, we say this every week. Back up the Brinks truck brought to you by our good friends at Good Life. We had a great party at Good Life last week. Uh, it's a nice Good Life tarp you got Thank on there. You. I got one of my new tarps on here. Rest is a weapon. Used to be one of my favorite sayings in the NHL. <laughs> rest is a weapon. So check it out if you're one of those Now guys. that you wear it, you got to actually own it. Yeah, you're yeah. going to have to rest up. Oh, I, <laughs> been doing a lot of resting up. A lot of resting ups. Uh, brought to you by our good friends at Good Life. Promo code. Curfew. It's our boy, Weegsy Baby. This one feels good. This one. This is good to talk about. And I think uh, I, I think the deal works good for both teams. I think Brad Tree Leaving did a hell of a job uh, assembling a – it could have been a massacre in Calgary, and he did a great job of, of moving those pieces and bringing in these boys. Um, Hubie starts it off with, you know, 100 bananas, whatever the hell he got. Good for him. And it, and it was and – yeah. And then seven Kodri, for seven. But then it was weeks this time, right? You step up, you pay this kid. I know he's had a couple good years. His his ceiling still hasn't been reached. Probably could have, uh, after a good year, probably hit the market and made more. But this is uh, solidified. He's there for the next nine years. Yeah, this is this is a this, this is, a, is a fucking home run for Weeksy, baby. I'll be yeah. honest. I love the kid like a brother. Daryl Sutter had great things to say about him. So he's very coachable. So you talk about Weeksy? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Rowe would have something else to say <laughs> in San Antonio, but no, a great kid. Uh, he's turned himself into a hell of a player. It's just funny, like, I'm so proud of him. But when I met Weeks, you know, he was a late pick, didn't get a big signing bonus. I, I don't know if he had fucking five grand in his checking account. Now he just signed for 50 bananas. So couldn't be happier for him. But now he's got to earn that contract ups. And, like, yeah. all those boys do in Calgary. Like, it's one thing to go there and say, hey, I'm going to take the deal. Well, you got it now, boys. You signed up for it, and now you got to perform. Yeah, and it's eight years. It's not, you know, three years, oh. show me what you can do, and then earn another one. Now it's, you know, the team and the, and the jersey, the Canadian Flames, you know, red and yellow jersey is relying upon these guys and and uh, and their execution. You know, Huberto was coming off a, a hell of a year. I love the kid more than anything. Had him as an 18-year-old in Florida. He is, uh, you know, he's a guy, a dynamic guy. I think he's the, you know – the most offensive player out of the whole bunch that got moved. You know, you look at Kachuk, you look at Kadri. Uh, I still think Hubie has the most upside offensively. And and if he brings that into that team, I mean, they got to play Edmonton. They got to get through Edmonton. We're going right? to see the Battle of Alberta it's again. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And it's going to be high octane. Are we going to go again? Yeah. yeah, we have to. 
Maybe we should stick around in Calgary a few more days. I don't yeah. think we quite got a, well, a, a bite out of Calgary that we needed. <laughs> Calgary took a bite out of me. As long as it doesn't snow again, all right? <laughs> <laughs> me and Uppy have gotten a lot of fights. Well, not a lot. We got a few arguments. That one was, I'm like, I'm not going. You're like, what? Fuck you. You're not, I'm like, it's snowing. You're like, okay, fine. I'm going by myself. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm coming. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's great. I, I think it comes down to the fact that, you know, you took Hubie under your wing. I took Weegs under my wing. And yeah. You know, maybe we deserve a percentage of all these contracts, right? <laughs> I don't know. At least right? a couple Stock dinners. Stock market's getting crushed. Weezy, baby. I need yeah, you to float me. Yeah. I need you to float me a couple bananas here, Weezy. I'll pay it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, congrats to Weezy, baby. Backing up the Brinks truck. Um, Daryl Sutter, multi-year extension here. Yeah. I love Daryl Sutter. I was a little shocked about this one because I don't know, and, and much like, you know, our guest coming up, Keith Jones, and, and I love John Tortorella. They have windows, co these coaches, right? Yeah. Right, does Daryl's like? Is this a message to the team? You think? Yeah, maybe. Like he ain't going no, yeah, he ain't going maybe, anywhere, boys. Uh, that's a good point. Maybe you like, need a coach like that to have a multi. -year. Like this guy's got two more years, yeah. so don't think like you know this is our squad and you know, and and I don't know how how Daryl acts around his team. Like I've heard stories, but I don't know like the day in day out if he like eventually says like guys you got to take this and run with it now. It's your squad. Like he does have an older group. Mm -hmm. I think there's some great veterans there, but. You know, I think the message off the bat is, listen, this is a tough, there's a lot of great teams in the West. If we need to be this team, I need to be hard on you guys. And then, you know, and then eventually you're going to get it. And I don't need to say much to you anymore. That's how I like coaches to be anyway. But um, I think the, yeah. me the message with the two-year deal is he ain't going anywhere, boys. Yeah. And it's going to be hard. There's going to be some hard days. Uh, and in the end, this guy knows how to win Stanley Cups. Hopefully, you guys all get the message and you you go to places you've never been before. Yeah, that's a good point. Because if Daryl Sutter's on a one year deal and things aren't going well, like, yeah, the like, team can fold all these, easily all, until all he's these gone. guys got eight and seven year deals. Like, yeah. fuck it, boys, lose a couple more. This guy's out of here. We don't have to deal with it. Totally. See, that's, that's what fair. I tried to do in Calgary with Bob Hartley. I was like, boys, <laughs> fuck, keep losing. This guy's out of here. Trust me. Yeah, and then that, but that can go, you it's know, backfired. two games, they five fired games. Fired Jay and kept Bob. Five games, 10 games. All of a sudden, you're still waiting for the guy to get fired. You know, and I've been through yeah. it too, but it just, you know, season's too, you know, it's too short. You yeah. lose fucking 10 games, you behind the eight ball, you're done. It happened to me in Vancouver, and it wasn't even like I, I wanted AV to get fired because, in all honesty, I, I, I think AV was a good coach. You know, I think he's whatever. He doesn't really talk a whole lot to you, but you could feel it in Vancouver, right? We lost like seven, eight straight. Yeah, We're like, if we you. lose one more, like, this guy's gone. And we won and went on a winning streak. But you could feel it, especially in a Canadian market like that. But, Listen, the Flames are ready to rock, man. They got their guys signed. Ride Tree Living, sit back up in your, I don't know, does the GM even have a suite at the Saddle Dome or where does he got to fucking sit? <laughs> I, I, where does he sit I don't there? Know. Maybe he takes it in from, you know, from his office. He doesn't have to go way the fuck up there, does he? I don't know. They might give him a suite. He better don't. have it. I mean, after this offseason, yeah. somebody give up their suite. One of those guys with all the oil money up there. Let Brad have your suite <laughs> for the season. I listened to him on NHL uh, NHL TV yesterday. So with, did I. With, with Weeks, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I mean he's he's, he's smart, and, and I love like the um, the the question of how did the deal come to fruition, right? Like, and it was it was Kachuk saying like I don't want to extend here. This yeah. is probably my last year. I want to explore options, and then and then the process of like okay, you know, then I call his agent, and the agent gives me a list of teams, and then I hit those teams up, and I I listen to offers, and obviously. You know, Matthew, 19, he's a, he's a player that everyone wants on the team. And so he started listing the offers, and, and then you sit down, and you're like, yeah, let's make a deal. And he did it. Turnaround. It was quick. Yep. And, I mean, 
It changed the course of our boy Princey up in Calgary wanting to jump off his, his yeah. top roof, putting the Christmas lights to, <laughs> to you know, thinking that Stanley Cup's closer than it ever has been. And he wasn't the only one. My yeah. Twitter from, you know, from our time when we went up there, some people that I met in the Battle of Alberta or listen to the Mystic Curfew, they were like, fuck, we're done. Yeah. It's over, rebuild, and then literally, boom, you're right back in it. So... I saw Tree living two ups, and, and and communication I thought was key through his whole process. Right, he was like, I was talking to Johnny, I was talking to his agent, I was talking to Maddie, and then he talked about, you know, when he had let when he had to let Gio go, right, in the expansion draft unprotected, and how much he talked to him. So like, communication is so important to your players, and when you're GM like that, like it's yeah. just another feather in his cap. I thought, good I for agree. you, Brad, man. Like at least you're a man. Talk to him, you know. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, I had him in Phoenix as an assistant GM, and he still is a guy that reaches out and says, you know. He congratulated me on retirement when I had a baby. So he's, he's, you know, I think he takes that, takes pride in, in being that type of human being. Yeah. And because hockey is a cl- close knit group of people and, um, there's relationships and, you know, and there's, there's young kids involved and there's guys that you watch grow up. He's watched Matthew Kachuk the last eight years in Calgary, um, turn into who he is. And it's almost a thank you to him. Uh, for being, you know, Matthew, thanks for being honest with me. Thanks for letting me know a year in advance when I have y- y- your, you know, y- your worth is is right up here and it's exponential. I'm going to be able to make a trade for you to help my team out. I think it's just a win-win. I think all three of those guys, Matty, Weegsy, and Hubie, they all get, I think they all just got to go out and get drunk together. When uh, they're like, they all just like switched around and all. Did they whole, not? At they Eckies? all just got fucking loaded. Did Kachuk go to Ekblad's wedding? Because if they did, I don't know. That's where they would have got drunk together. There was talk that it was going that down. That just happened, right? We yeah, just was, got traded and he'd be right before that wedding. It was like two weeks later, uh, Eki was getting married. Yeah. I wonder when they play this year, if they're all just looking at each other, be like, hey, it worked out pretty good, eh, boys? It worked out pretty yeah. good here. So I owe, you, uh, yeah. I owe you a dinner and you owe me two. two <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good for all those boys. We love them all here at Missing Curfew. Um, up dog, we talk about swag a little bit here. Fucking Colorado Avalanche unveiled their Stanley Cup ring last night. <sighs> Slick a little TV in the box. There. Is that See what that, that was? I don't yeah, know. A little just, screen of them was... jumping over the boards and rushing to the net when they won. Oh wow! So they, as soon as they open it, a little TV screen in there for a memory of you know them jumping and throwing their gloves off. At least that's what I saw online. Yeah, so that's cool. I had to text our, our boy Bo Byram and see yeah. see how that ring fits. So what do you do with that ring? Like, obviously, you wear it the first night. Then what do you do? You put it in a safe? You tuck or? it right in your underwear drawer. Underwear drawer. And lock your door. Make sure no one comes in there and snags <laughs> Underwear drawer. Okay. I mean, do you have a safe at home? Uh, so you just tell, where are you going to tuck that thing? Right on the mantle? Yeah, I got a safe at home. We don't have a safe uh, at home. Yeah, I got a safe at home. I don't have a safe at home. I don't have a safe either. I just, I got the Balboa, I got the Balboa base security guys there. That, yeah. They, they run a tight ship, so maybe they won't let you in. But I'm just well, like, how much would you wear it, I guess? I think we talked about this before, but I just think, like, I'd like to wear it. You know, I'd like to wear it out there, but I don't, I don't know if most guys do. You know, if you wear it to a charity function, this and that, but, or you know what I mean? Like, how much you, you might wear, wear how it much to you game wear? number one. Game number one. I wear it to the home opener. They're probably told to wear it to the home opener. Yeah. And then uh, I, I can't see myself wearing that thing probably until, like, I don't know. Yeah. A ten year reunion, or when I win my second, I put the other one on and I do a picture with like the two, you know, West Side, like this. It's sick, man. I mean, I every know. time I, 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 I don't every know. time I, just... I see the Stanley Cup presented in June or July last year, and then I see the you know following training camp, the ring, I just realized like I never won one. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's I've okay. Never won one. It doesn't matter. You still And I'm never gonna win one probably, right? Unless we have can we start our own missing curfew? <laughs> can we get our own missing curfew Stanley Cup ring? Maybe that I got a chance. No, but you know, maybe the evolution of this show is we work for, you know, an incredible team one day. And then oh, that team I never you thought know, about it like that. Well that's that's how we get it. Or we start coaching. <laughs> Because we're not strapping the laces yeah, up I, as much as I want to. Yeah, coaching ain't happening either. Huh? I don't think coaching's happening. That's Unless I can just stand behind the bench. I, if I don't do video, can I just get a like full video guy to take care of my video? And I can it's just a stand. Lot, a lot of work. Tons of work. And then you got to work your way up, right? Yeah. Shout, out gotta, to our, shout out to our boy Sheldon Brookbanks back coaching the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Is he really good for him? Yeah. He was texting us during the Jays game, me and Loops. He's, He's like, what the hell is going on? Heartbroken. Anyways, Updog, the Avs ring is nationally, beyond nationally. Our next segment brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings, promo code. Curfew Kings. Future bets. Sign up now. Future bets, baby. We got some futures for you degenerates out there. NHL futures. And it's something we actually know what we're fucking talking about because I suck at baseball. I suck at football. But <laughs> hockey... I got a chance. But I got this hockey thing. I got a chance. So I'm going to go first here. I think a great, these are just value bets for you people. Yeah. We're not saying they're going to fucking hundred percent happen here, but I do like this one for the president's trophy. I talked about the Carolina hurricanes a lot last year. You know, they were missing swag up dog. I thought from top to bottom, the way they were coached by Rod, the bod with Freddie kicking between the pipes, they may be the best team top to bottom. Anyways, they bring in Brent Burns, Pacioretty's hurt right now, but I think those are two veteran guys that are going to bring, some stability on the back end and some scoring up front with Pacioretty. I think the Carolina Hurricanes win the President's Trophy, and right now they're plus 1,500. 1,500. I think that's a great bet right now. I like it. If I you, like it. Carolina Hurricanes at plus 1,500 to win the President's Trophy, I like that one. Now, I'm going up and down this. Uh, you know what? To me, I, if we're talking President's Trophy, Obes, the team that withstands all the odds for 82 games – you know, even at the end of the year, they still find a way to win those games to get that, to host that trophy, get that extra little bonus, eh, for the yeah. summer. It's I didn't nice know that until you told me. To. I yeah, know you, get a bonus. yeah, you get a little bonus, a little, little, know. little check in the shorts. <laughs> to me, uh, I'm going to go with the Colorado Avalanche because they're just, there's no way that gonna they're, not gonna, they're, they're not going to have the Stanley Cup Blues. I'm not saying that, you know, they make it again, you know, to hoist the thing. We'll talk about that in a minute. Mm hmm. But to me, they're they're they got the best back end in the league. If you look at their guys, I think Bo Byram's ceiling is still not even close to being reached. Kale McCarr, I think the same. I think this guy's going to go on an absolute tear. Um, but then just you know the addition of a new goalie, Coach Bednar now confidence team playing in front of him. He knows how to you know get these guys to work. You know they lose Kadri. But they bring in a kid that you love from from Pittsburgh, Evan Rodriguez. Evan I think Rodriguez is going to have a monster year. That was a great signing for them at, so at two million bucks. And Nastushkin bringing bringing that guy back. I think the big he hit, Russian he train. Another level in playoffs. That's going to you know he's going to get that foot all healed up and be ready to go. But then McKinnon with his new deal. This guy's you know now he's finally getting paid. He doesn't have to be the underdog anymore. He doesn't have to be the guy that's you know it's better to be overpaid than underpaid in this league. And I'll tell yeah. you that from experience. <laughs> um, but. To me, the Avs are a team. They're the team to beat, and the regular season is a place they're going to flourish. They're going to score a lot of goals. Um, you know, they're going to if they stay healthy. This is their trophy. So that's my my pick. Yeah, it's an it's plus three fifty. It's a hell of a pick. So you're going to um, lay some down, but I watched them win. play preseason the other night against. It was actually on TNT. We got Jonesy coming up, and uh, yeah, they were snapping around. I, mean, I, I don't even think McKenna and Lance Clark were playing, but Bull Byron was playing, McCarr was playing, Rodriguez was playing. 
and, and they, they you can just see the pace already. So it's can not, I give a long shot though? Yeah, I got it. My long shot here, which isn't so long because they still they kept these guys together, is the Pittsburgh Penguins at plus twenty two hundred. I like that. Now to see again, this is why they're a little older squad, so they got to stay healthy. Can't have Sid, you know, Sid is healthy this this year coming in, but they can't have their guys like you know go out with you know the nagging injuries that last a long time, the Latangs, the Malkins. But these guys at plus twenty two hundred, they're I don't think they're done. They got they got three together. I, I think they're gonna go for the fourth. Yeah, I just think like it's funny, we're gonna get into our picks on, on who makes the playoffs and, and we'll give you our Stanley Cup picks and this and that. And and we're both high on pit. For the fact the reason I'm high on the injuries thing that you say concerns me a bit because they are a little bit long in the tooth, but they came back. They all stayed together for one more reason, and they're like, fuck, we got one more in us here. If Crosby doesn't get hurt last year, if Truba doesn't knock Crosby into, you know, out of the series, they beat New York and they probably go to the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Yeah. Like I just think, I don't know. I, I like that pick. I don't know if I, I don't know if, if they're gonna win their division and, and, and be that good in the regular season. They very well could. At, the, at those odds, I like putting a little bit of uh, cheddar on it, but I do like them come playoff time. I think they're gonna Can we dive into them later or should we dive no, into them? No, let's that? dive into them later. Yep. I'm gonna say another little value pick here is um the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now this is this is a long shot too, but plus six hundred to make the playoffs. I'm gonna throw a little cheddar on that, and then I'm also gonna put the Red Rings to make the playoffs at plus two ninety. Mo Sider, Lucas Raymond. I don't know. I think Stevie Wise built a great team there. There's gonna be a surprise team, right? The LA Kings surprised us last year. I know the Pacific Division was the weakest division. I don't know for you beauties out there that are looking to put a little cheddar on something. I like both of those teams to maybe sneak in and make the playoffs. And sticking with the Blue Jackets, Patrick Liney, hammer this. Over 33 and a half tucks, hammer it. Hammer it. Whatever your hammer is out there, if it's 100 bucks, 1,000 bucks, hammer it. Wow, you've Liney, heard it here, folks. Liney might you've get, been high on this Liney this might get 50. He might get 50. He hasn't had a, a Goudreau pass to him, has he? He's going to be laying just backhand saucies right in the slot for him. This guy's shot is nationally beyond. Now, do they stay healthy? Does he? I mean, there's a lot of stuff with them. That's yeah. No, I agree. But I just think with Johnny Hockey throwing in backhand sauces and finding them, I like that. I, I like that over 33 and a half. That's what it was last time I looked. Fucking Cole Caulfield over 31 and a half. I think you take the under there. You do, eh? Huh? I think he he's, he flourished under Marty in the second half last year, though. Yeah, that's a long year, though. Here, let me. <laughs> that's a long year, especially when the Frenchies start booing you, eh? <laughs> Um, when you can't even go out for dinner. Hey, Gomer, remember those days? <sighs> What's line? He's still 33, 33 and a half? Yeah. Hammer that. Binger, whatever your big bet is, what is it, 25 bucks or something? Hey, put that on there. <laughs> I, I would go, this would be mine. Here we go. Long shot is Leon Dreisaitl. Okay. Over 48 and a half. He's done it now three, I think three years in a row. He's, he's just on a mission. This guy's, I mean, he scores at will. Yeah. He doesn't get hurt. He plays big minutes. Edmonton's going to be absolutely lethal again. He's Their power machine. play, if they, if, they, if they come off the playoffs that they did with the confidence that they have, to me, it's, it's a no-brainer. He's a 50-goal man all, all day long. Yeah. How about Matthew Kachuk at over 33-and-a-half? Goals? Yes. See, he doesn't, like, he doesn't have Fuck, he's not Hubie. Playing like, he's I not know, playing but, but he's got Barkov. He's got Barky. He's got Barky. Ekblad's yeah, a great power yeah, play fuck guy. Fuck yeah. What am I talking about? Matty, yeah. Matty scores 37 goals. He doesn't get 40. He scores 30. Yeah. Over 35. Yeah. Take the over for Matty. 
Huh? Now, what am I talking about? Why am I even? Okay, let's pick a couple unders here. Okay. So Patrick Line was under 31 and a half. Binger, make it 50 bucks, bud. Put 50 on it. 31 and a half on DraftKings is Patrick Line regular season goals. So that's there you go. You already earned a couple. Do you okay. not think he's going over that? For me, Tage Thompson, regular season goals over 31 and a half. I'm going to take the under. He scored 30 last year, right? He scored 30 last year, right? I mean, last year, there were so many goals last year in the league. There was goaltenders playing that they hadn't played. seen pucks before. I, I, you know what? You teed me up. I was just going to say. There were defense. You know, guys were out with COVID. Some teams had to play because cap problems with half their squad. I mean, it's it was full on. It was, was a shit a, show. There was 119 goalies playing in the NHL last year. It's not going to happen again. 119 goalies played. So that we talked about Tage Thompson, 31 and a half goals. I'm taking the under. This kid got paid out of the lights. He's gonna. There's gonna be pressure on him. I don't think Buffalo is. Uh, they're not gonna ride a mojo that they might have had last year at the end of the season. Like mm -hmm. I, I got smoked actually. I took them under like 68 <laughs> points last year. It was my one fuck up because they just got on a roll at some point. But again. You know, teams were just fucking throwing in the towel at the end of the year. Our listeners are probably like, like we're betting what you guys say every week. Yeah, every, no, every, every, every week we come on here and say, fuck, I got rinsed this week. I got rinsed last week. I like that Tate Thompson under that. Although under 31 and a half. I did goals. say he had to start playing with a little more fucking pep and he got a Gordie Howe hat trick during the preseason. I know it's preseason, but he got a fight at least. I like that. I'm I taking mind, the under. I don't mind that under. I don't I'm mind taking that. the under there. How about, and then, uh, so that's, that's, how about regular season points? How about Alexander Barkov over 89 and a half points? It's got to go over that. It's got there to. There you heard it here with O'Brien. He's got to. Alexander Barkov. He has to. All right. Connor McDavid. Over what? 210? 121 and a half points on DraftKings. Over. I'm taking the over. Over. Hey, Connor McDavid. He probably seen this this morning when he woke up. He checked his DraftKings yeah. app and was like, they only got me at 121 and a half. Yeah. I'm going to show them. And let's not forget, you know, the display put on against the LA Kings in the Battle of Alberta. And then, yeah, he ran out of steam against a high-powered Stanley Cup winning Avalanche team. We were talking about me and you. It's only a matter of time. It is. Right? This and guy, he is now. Like, he's going to win one here sooner or later. He's got like, a taste of the Western Conference yeah. final. He's going to come out of the gate hot. He might have 22 points in three games. But. Like they did last year. Remember they came out and they were like 10-1. and one. Their power play was clicking at like 55% yeah. or something. And then they hit the wall and Tibbet lost his job. But yeah, I mean, I think that he, he goes over that for sure. Jonathan Huberto, over 89 and a half. Let me ask you this. Who's going to be the sniper for, for Hubie on, on the Calgary Flames? Who's going to be the guy he puts it in the slot for? Lindholm. And a guy just rips it. It's Lindholm, isn't yeah. it? Did Lindholm score 40 last year? <clears throat> I think he might. I, think I he like close. the way Lindholm played. He didn't quite, you know, he didn't step up in the playoffs. Um, well, none of them. They ran into fucking McJesus that was playing like Michael Jordan out yeah, there. Yeah, and Smith was actually. But you can say the same. You can say the same about Hubie, man. Like, you know, Hubie didn't have a great playoff. Either, no, no, right? no. Like, no they, like it's kind of went both ways. For I, I agree. But um, I just think he is. He is a disher. He can fucking hold on to the puck. He makes great plays. He's a power play guy. You know, the power play gets hard in the playoffs. You got to kind of simplify it, but in the regular season, you get kind of your mojo going, and that's where you get all your points. So Lindholm scored, yeah, they had three forty goal scores last year. Lindholm scored forty two. Johnny had forty. Maddie had forty two. Lindholm had forty two. But then you got guys like I don't even. I'm going to butcher his name, Mangiapane. I don't know if he's playing on the top line, but he, you know, he busted out for thirty five. You know, I heard a guy talk about he's not going to play with Hubie, but Dylan Dubé, he had 18 goals last year. Brad Treeland, we talked about, he thinks he has a bigger year. 
But no, it's not like it's not like Johnny's playing with you know Barky. But but to answer your question, Lynn Holmes is guy. Lynn Holmes is this guy. Yeah. So you know, arguably take Lynn Holmes for over whatever. But now there's no Johnny Hockey on that line either, right? So I, I don't even know their lines right now. Can you go daily faceoff? Yeah, maybe? I got it right here. Yeah. Yeah, their lines are. Uh, I'll show you right here. The Calgary Flames lines are Hubie, Lindholm, Toffoli. So uh -huh. he's got two righties on his line. All right. Then they got Magniapani, Kadri, Dylan Dubé, who I'm expecting to have a big year is Dylan Dubé. Yeah, so is Tree Living. Blake Coleman, Backlund, Trevor Lewis. And then, of course, our boy Lucic, Kevin Rooney, stepping in the lineup. And Brett Ritchie. Who's Kevin Rooney? I don't know. <laughs> Ferris Bueller, Rooney! <laughs> <laughs> But Brett Ritchie, I mean, that's, that guy's a big right yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's, a good, that's a good team. That's a good line. They got a good team. Great. I think. What was the over on Hubie's points though? Eighty-nine. Oh, I think first was, power play. I think he was over. They that. don't have our boy Weegsy on there, but they got Hubie on the backside with Anderson, and then Toffoli, Kadri, Lindholm. They can work it around. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's no it's no McKinnon. Johnny Hockey yeah, yeah. to well, Chuck. You know, Lindholm from last year on the first unit. Like, it doesn't sound quite... But we didn't think those guys were going to score all 40 at the start of last year. We didn't know how good Calgary was going to be last yeah. year, right? Like, if you would have told me that all those guys were going to score 40 goals, I would have said, no chance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, Updog, <clears throat> let's go with a little fun segment we got here. We're going to go with our future still. First coach to get fired. You set the tone because I think you, I think you got the guy. So tell our listeners... For your futures bet, you can go on and first coach to get fired. To me, the first coach to get fired is it's the Seattle Kraken. It's it's Hackstall. Yeah. They have the pressure. Ron Francis, I mean, he put this team together for for basically a rebuild, but I think the message has got to come from the coaching staff first. And I don't think the players learned it last year. Um, you know, they're a team built on speed, a little bit of youth with a you know with a great opportunity to step up and, and change everyone's opinion. But uh, if they don't get off to a great start and I don't think, or, you know, see they do, they're starting their season here uh, tomorrow night here in Anaheim. Um, it's, it's turn the lights out. Should we go tomorrow night? They're still playing. Anyway. Yeah, I got some tickets actually. You, you do, want right? to go. Oh yeah. Sweet I tickets. I got, do you? Yeah. I come? Yeah, maybe. Are you going? I'm, I was thinking about going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Schwartzy called me. I would say this about, the Kraken and, and Hackstall. Is that how you say it? Hackstall? Hackstall. I think if Ronnie Francis doesn't, and, and people are probably like thinking, well, they're an expansion team. Sell down, boys. I, I think if you don't see improvement, right? If you don't see improvement through American Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving to our Canadian listeners, by yeah. the way. It was last weekend. Then I think maybe Ronnie thinks, you know, maybe I brought the wrong guy and go get somebody else, you know? Because I thought it, when they hired him, it was kind of off the board hiring anyways ups. Um, so I don't mind that bet. A little futures bet on him. Was there another coach you had in mind that could really stir the shock mean, waves here? At, you know, should, we, should we Bob Marley or what? Stir it up? Stay it as, yes. I think, up, uh, listen, everyone has such high hopes for the Toronto Maple Leafs every year. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Dubas is still somehow sitting in his seat and making moves. And, and the fact that this Robertson kid is starting season in the minors due to cap issues and due to, uh, you know, basically, uh, when you get sent down and fucking, he's got wa he's got no waiver rights. 
He's got no waiver rights. He's got no waiver rights. He's got rights. no waiver so rights. So they sat him down. Yeah. But you, because this Robertson doesn't have his, his, his waiver rights. He doesn't have the clear waiver, so they fire him down That's there. a joke. Yeah. Kid's nasty. And th- I mean, they're going to have to do this all year long. Do you remember skating with him in Anaheim when he, remember he came out in this fucking, you, do you remember him flying around out here in Anaheim? He, came out, he would come out here to skate. Uh, you probably don't remember. Little yeah. Robertson? Yeah, he would yeah. come out here to skate and he was just, I'm like, who was this kid? He was like 18 years old. Wow. Was it his brother or was it him? No, it was him. Played for the Peterborough, wow. played, played for the Peterborough Peets. Who do they got on their second line right now? They got Dennis Mulgan. Who the fuck is that? Does anyone out there know who that is? Yeah, he. well, I mean, he's a guy for me. I think he played in Europe last year. Yeah, Let's I mean, look him up. I don't know. that when I, when I saw their projected lineup for opening night against the Habs, I was like, first of all, Robertson's not in there, and then I, I don't know who that guy is. Maybe he's good. I haven't watched much of the Leafs play preseason, but... So you're going to put... Are you putting Sheldon Keefe as a future... Are you going to put him on there? Yeah, so I don't think this Morgan. I, I don't know, but let's. I got to look him up because we we don't, we don't really know where he came. Okay, from. I'm gonna go with my coach then, okay. and this is a guy that I don't want to see get fired. Actually, like I really don't. Uh, I, I love I love DJ Smith, Cam Talbot getting hurt. I'm sure right now he's probably going to bed at night being like, "Fuck, I finally got a number one goalie," and you're telling me that he's gonna be out five to seven weeks. I just think if they get off to a slow start there, with the amount of moves they made, with the money they spent, I don't know. I, I'm going to put DJ Smith as my first NHL coach to get fired just because of the Cam Talbot injury. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I could see it happening because I, I got big expectations for Ottawa, and I think he's a good coach. But if they get off to a bad start, Talbot or not, you might see him yeah, move in you, Ottawa. You've been high on them. Yeah. Yeah, you like the way they moved. It. They have to Talbot get off to a good a start. Thing. The last two years, they played themselves out of the playoffs right off the get-go, so they got to get off to a good start. If they don't, DJ Smith... He'll be looking to tee it up down in Florida or something up, dog. So back to the Toronto thing, yeah. like it is kind of a laughing joke that, you know, they have themselves in this position, like with the cap and call it whatever it is, like the cap not moving up, but y- y- you've dealt this card. Oh, you yeah. know, your hand, your Simmons is sent down, uh, Clifford sent down. There's, there's, you're just going to have to do this all year. It's going to yeah. be a full fucking deck of, uh, you know, deck of cards just all over the place. This kid, you know, we talked about Morgan. He's got, 192 games in the NHL. Where did he play? He played a little bit in Florida, <laughs> and he played for Toronto. He's got you know eight games for the Maple Leafs. How old is he? Does he's he got 192 games. He's got 60 points. And I listened to I listened to Sheldon he's Keith on the yesterday, line. which which again just is, is such a joke. He talks about this kid like uh, you know ha- performing at a high level in the NHL and having great stats, and I'm like. It's not great stats. No. Everyone fucking scores goals. And they get, it's like a, everyone gets points now. 192 games. And, and this Robertson kid is their arguably their best young prospect. And you can't find a way to put him in the lineup. Yeah. Maybe they thought Tavares, not maybe they able, thought Tavares couldn't keep up with him or something. And, and then if Tavares, Tavares is hurt, to play, he might not play. What does that do to their lineup? They got to play shorthanded. They're, they can't, they're, they got to play with one less skater if Tavares can't go tomorrow night. That's tough. I don't know. Listen, the salary cap, listen, we're both ex-players. We hate the fucking salary cap. I, there's got to be a way around it that if, if this happens, you don't have to play shorthanded opening night. Yeah, Kyle Dubas made some deals that are, are hurting him, but he's not the only one. I mean, you looked around the league, the Boston Bruins, they sent down Nick Foligno, Chris Wagner, and Riley, uh, yeah, Riley Smith, or not Riley Smith, Morgan Riley. No. The D-man Riley, I'm fucking up his first yeah, name, but yeah. they sent those three guys down to the Banana League too. So just to do it right off the hop. Well, well Felino's making three point eight million, yeah. right? They're they're just they're cutting salary. Everyone's up against it. So he's Dubis isn't the only guy. I'm saying. Yeah. But I don't know. There should be a way around that you don't have to play shorthanded opening night if if your captain can't go. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. I totally. Agree. And then for me on my last futures bet on DraftKings, check it out, folks. 
We all know Ovi's hunting down 800 goals. Up, Doc, I just got a feeling. He's probably going to do this before this, actually. He's probably going to be like, fuck, Ovi's, I'm going to break it before this. They play the Toronto Maple Leafs on a Saturday night, hockey night in Canada on December 17th. I think Ovi's going to get his 800th goal December 17th against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's plus 1,100. Plus 1,100. On the DraftKings app. They actually have an Ovechkin 800th uh, thing. You go to their app, you know, he's going to score against, it says the Maple Leafs 1,100. Plus 700 Winnipeg Jets. Plus 700 the Flyers. I think they've used a little uh, algorithm here to find out where they're going to do it. Um, you can do a random one. LA Kings is plus basically 20,000. He's going to probably do it before that, right? But that's what I'm just thinking. I don't know. And listen, Backstrom's out. Wilson's out. I don't know, man. Eventually, you got to think, I don't know. He's going to slow down a bit. No, I don't know. Well, yeah, it says he does not score his goal in the 2022-23 season at plus 900. I mean, but this guy doesn't get hurt. He's, he's fucking of Ovi's. Ovi the Great. That'll be their 30, 33rd game of the season in Toronto. 33rd game of the season is in Teal. Is in Teal. And he needs how many goals? 20. What's he at? 780. Yeah, he needs 20. 20. So, yeah, it doesn't really... I'm going, I'm going like... That he's going to get off to kind of a slow start for Ovi, right? Yeah, and it takes 30-something games. 33 yeah. games. I don't know. That's I fair enough. Bet. I think that's right in you know it's right in DraftKings wheelhouse. I think they're giving great odds for anything around that like twenty five to thirty five game. Yeah, I just think how great would it be if he did in Toronto, the Mecca hockey, hockey Hall of Fame right there, Saturday night. Just what does he do? He just launches a stick. Just in the crowd. <laughs> what? What right? do you do? No, imagine he launches. You know how much that stick would be worth? Right. Eight hundred. 800 goal, he wouldn't fire much. But actually, did that. That's what you would do. You get your 800 goal. I'd be so excited. You fire your stick to like, uh, up dog, we're going to need that twig back. Eh? <laughs> Just cost you a million bucks to get that stick back. <laughs> like the Aaron Judge ball. Um, up dog, that was fun. Uh, future bets presented by our good friends at Jack, DraftKings promo code. Curfew Kings. Get baby. some futures out there, boys. Give your balls a tug. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, last but not least. NHL predictions, preview, whatever you want to call it, presented by our good friends at Life Force. The promo code is curfew. Curfew. Check it out. Up dog, let's just pick who's going to get in the division, who's going to get in the wild card, and then we could pick some some awards if you want. Yeah, or I like, like that. that. But I let's get my little uh, list, my little hot list right here. Let's get. Uh, let's start with the Atlantic Division. Going in the Atlantic. Let's go Atlantic Division. Nice division. You got the Florida Panthers in there. Let's go Atlantic Division. Florida. You go first, my man. You got more career games than me. You got more points, more goals. You get first pick. Go ahead, fella. Let me just pull out my list here, fella. All right, you can take your time. You want, uh, no, I got it right here. All right, baby. All right, in my Atlantic. I know I was hard on the TO guys and, and the coaching staff there early because there's a lot of pressure up there. But I do see, <clears throat> okay, I got one surprise in the mix there. So I got, I got Toronto finishing first in that division. Okay. Followed by Florida to me, although I think they're going to take a little step back from what they were. You're not the year. only one that thinks that. Okay. So, but, but still, I got these guys one, two. I got Tampa Bay three. Again, I think they take a little step back. These guys played lots of hockey in the last fucking three, four years. Now I'm just saying for regular season, come playoff time, Vasilevsky, different story. Toronto, Florida, Tampa, and I got. 
the Detroit Red Wings sneaking in there. So you got them for okay. So okay. So your top three are Toronto, Florida, Tampa. Okay. So okay. Okay. We're we just picking the three. Uh, yeah, and then we'll do wild card. Okay. You're not wrong about Florida. A lot of people have thought that. I'm going to go the other way. I believe in Matty Kachuk. I believe that, you know, they got Reinhardt still. They got Bennett. They got Barkey. Florida wins the Atlantic Division. Yep. Fuck. Toronto finishes second in the, in the division only because Tampa's played so much hockey and they got some injuries to start off. So I'm going Florida, Toronto, Tampa for my Atlantic Division. Okay. So it's so, the same, but I just spun them around. I think you Toronto, just spun I them think, around. I think the Maple Leafs are due for you know, just a solid regular season. I think they're built for the regular season. They're goaltending. We'll see. Yeah. Metro division. I'm going to rock and roll here first, all right? Yes, I got sir. the Carolina Hurricanes, my boy Freddie Anderson, winning the Metro division. I got the Pittsburgh Penguins finishing second in the Metro division. And then I got the New York Rangers finishing third in that Fuck division. You do, do you? I'm going to go Carolina, Pitt, Rangers. I think the Rangers are going to be like a, I don't know. I think they're going to make a big play for Patty Kane at the deadline, but they're missing, they're missing something right now. Like I think. I was hoping we'd do maybe the Patty Kane sweepstakes, but we're going to do that this year at yeah. some point. Oh, for sure. we're gonna. And do just it. hope he like stays healthy and they don't absolutely fuck the Chicago Blackhawks over. Um, okay. To me, I kind of called this as like kind of my dark horse team that might, you know, win the President's Trophy. I got the Pittsburgh Penguins number one. Yeah. I got Carolina, as you did for your number one. I have them at number two. And I do right now have the Rangers as number three. So we're kind of sitting as the same there. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. So Pens, because they are fucking, they're ready to rock. Yeah, they brought all the, they brought the band back for one more trip down memory right? lane. Yeah, I'm not, I think they're going to have a great year. Carolina's due for... Carolina's due for a cup run. Yeah. Again. Like, but they gotta find a way to get out of the fucking the East is tough, man. Um, and then the the New York Rangers, you know, they're still the Rangers. They got goal scoring. Panarin, you know, had a career year last year. Their goalie, modern day yeah. Dominic Hasek. I mean, what can you say? This kid arguably might be in the running for a heart trophy again. So it's hard to say without the best goalie in the in in the league that uh you won't finish up top three of your division. This is where it gets dicey here. Now, this is what I'm kind of excited for about the wild cards. Both East. Yeah. Now, last year we knew the fucking top eight teams in the East by about Christmas time. It was yes, over. We did. Right? I don't think it's going to be that Who's, way this year. You don't think? Who's going to bump it? I think Detroit's going to be in the mix. Ottawa's going to be in the mix. Columbus is going to be in the mix. I think Washington takes a step back. Um, Boston could be in one. But I think to answer your question, Ottawa, Detroit, and Columbus make this race a lot more interesting. Now, I can't bet against Patrice Bergeron. I just, I, 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 say, I can't new, fucking do new it. New coach, coach that's fucking it. ready to rock our boy. I can't do it. I'm going to take the Boston Bruins, and then are you ready for this? I'm going to take the Columbus Blue Jackets wild card two. So you know what we were talking about last week about playoff teams and should they add more or whatever? Like, look at how many teams are out. Should they not add I, a couple listen, more games? I, I think, so many teams I think, there. Buddy, I think Ottawa, I, I think I love Ottawa, Brady Kachuk, yeah. Detroit's going to be good. I just think, 
I don't know. I think bringing in Johnny Hockey. I think Patrick Liney's going to have a big year. I think any of those three teams, like I just said, could surprise teams and get in. Or Ovi and the boys, Tommy Wilson, our boy, can watch. You can say, Obes, <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Totally. And they're right in it too. I just think with the injuries to Washington to start off, I want some fresh blood. I think the Islanders missed their window. I think Lou didn't make great moves this offseason. I could be wrong there too. But I'm taking Columbus to sneak in. What about, what's your reason with Detroit? I'm just going Columbus because they paid the big money for Johnny Hockey. Yeah, okay, so I, I like, love Detroit's team. I, did I Detroit, mean, listen, I, I like David Perron's, I like the deal there. I was just going to say. And I like Billy Huso deal. Totally. To me, those two changes the dynamic of their team. They get Fabry back from injury. Uh, We're forgetting about Andrew Kopp, too. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's. Kubelik, Perron. Yeah. It's they a good got, team. They got this big six foot eight Swede. Yeah, who looks so, insane. Insane. Right out of World Juniors, right? Hello. Um, you know, yeah. I, 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 listen, they got Ben Sherrod on the back end, Ole Mata, and then their big boy, uh, Mo Sider, and then Billy Huso. And this team, this team could very well be a playoff team. I'm going Columbus because they never get any love. And uh, I just think with Johnny Hockey, Patrick Liney, Fire Biscuits, I believe in Brad Larson. I, I just, I think there might be some new blood. Okay. So, so I who got, are your uh, wild mine, mine are Detroit and Boston. A couple original sixes in there. Fucking right. I just can't go against Boston when they still have per, no, I mean, Jim Montgomery, new coach. They, they start off with some injuries. Marshawn McAvoy, long-term IR. Hampus Lindholm's back. Yeah. No, that's why I can't take it. That's why I can't give up on Boston just yet. I just can't do it up, dog. Uh, Western Conference. We'll start in Euro. Well, both of our old divisions, I guess. Colorado, although we were in the Northwest when I played there, I think. Central Division. Central Division. It's a fucking good division, unless you're the Arizona Coyotes up, dog. Oh, they're in one. Who's going to get the first pick? We'll maybe What's we'll do the over-under on their points per, per season, I wonder? There's like a saying going out. Like some like tank for Connor Bedard or something, right? I mean, Arizona. Yeah, well, yeah, no kidding. I mean, that changed your whole organization. Was doing that. So Central Division. All right, you want to go first? Uh, this one's tough. Why don't this you go first? I'm gonna go first. Yeah, go first. I'm gonna go Colorado Avalanche. Okay. God, this is so hard, man. This is so hard. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Nashville Predators, just because of McDonough pickup. Up dog. I, I, You're going central. I'm going central. Yeah, I got boy. the abs. Yeah. I got Nashville. And I got to go with the fact daddy and the St. Louis Blues. That means I'm leaving out mini. Well, there's wild cards too, but mini <clears throat> Dallas and Winnipeg. It's a hard, it's a tough division. I don't, I don't mind you leaving out Winnipeg. They still, you know, oh, geez, yeah. I say this all the time, but they still got to live in Winnipeg. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's just not perfect. I think they, 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 there's turmoil in the room still, right? Yeah. New coach. I do love Bonesy. I, do, I, I do. mean, it, the, the best thing about them is it's a fresh start this year. Yeah, I do love Bonesy. I wish Bonesy well yeah. up there in the peg. Yeah, but. it's a fresh start. Um, I got Colorado. Then I got Mini. And then I got Nashville. Is it because you didn't get in the Blues Hockey Hall of Fame or what? Is that no, why? I don't know. I still think is that why you're not taking? Them? I, they need to fix the criteria. To get in there. <laughs> um, I'm not. I mean, I, listen, they still got a chance to get in. I, we're, we'll get to the wild cards. We'll get to the wild cards. So I got Avs, Nashville Blues. You got Avs, Mini, Nashville, Nashville. All right, Pacific Division, where we live out here. 
in the beautiful Southern California. You want to go first? You go first in this one. I have, in the Pacific, I have the oil, I have Calgary, and then I have the Vegas Golden Knights. I got, yeah, I got the Edmonton Oilers and McJesus. I got our boy Jack Eichel in the Vegas Golden Knights. Finishing second. Finishing second. Wow. And then I got the Calgary Flames. These great minds think alike over here. Yeah. And LA that, Kings? I think the Kings take a step back. I think their oh. blue line's a little too thin. I think their top six are good. I question their depth. Can Quickie do it again? Does Quickie got one more year in him? I don't know. Cal Peterson, listen, I watched him play in preseason a couple times. I don't think he's the answer in L.A. He's a good kid. I've known, I know him a little bit. I just don't know. I think they caught fire in a bottle or lightning in a bottle, whatever you want to say, last year. They, listen, they play with great structure. Todd McClellan's a hell of a coach. Yeah, he is. Um, they're going to compete. They're going to be there. I, I just think, I think Vegas, I think Vegas knocks them out in the top three spots. And then for wild card, this is hard, man. This is real hard. But I'm going to go... I'm going to go with mini wild card one. And then my former squad, the Vancouver Canucks in wild card two. I got the St. Louis blues in wild card one. Yeah, of course my blues. And then I have, uh, cause I don't think they're done. I, I have the LA Kings. Okay. So we both have the Dallas stars missing the playoffs. We both have the Winnipeg jets missing the playoffs. Um, we both have the... I got the Kings missing from last year. Ducks. Ducks. I think the Ducks... I think we, we can talk about the Ducks. I, think I the, like the Ducks I think D. The, I think the Ducks are going to be... I think they're going to hang in there. They could They could very well surprise it, surprise everyone and get in. Can, but you look at the consistency last year too, right? Like it's... it's a, Again, it's a long year. You got to string together like these, you know, eight-game winning streaks. Are they a team with enough mojo and enough, you know, consistency to do that? Can Klingberg be like a 75-point guy like he was at one point in his career? Yeah. Can, Gibby, can Gibby be healthy and be the best, you know, a Vesna-caliber goalie? That's yeah. huge. You're, you're right about their DN. That, I mean, that, their D are good. That Kulikov pickup was a great pickup. Yeah, but again, like he needs to play like a, like a you know, 30-year-old Kulikov. Yeah. Like he's a little older now. I watched him play a couple of preseason games. Yeah. He looked good. He looked yeah, good. They got him with Jimmy Drysdale, right? So yeah. they, they got him. It's a good pairing. Mm -hmm. Fowler and, to me, Fowler and Klingberg can be two of, you know, they can be two of the best defensemen pairing in the league. Right? For sure. Fowler, like, Fowler is, is, is a steady, and because he plays in Anaheim, no one's ever known who he was. He hasn't yeah. got a lot of playoff experience, but but he's a great knee man. And then Shaddy, using Shaddy on the, on the third pair for a second-line power play guy, and just to have him in your lineup – Every day, it's great, and, and, and this is what great. This is what every GM and player does, right? Our team's good. I, we, yeah. we got a chance, you know. Yeah. You look at our squad; we're good. Then an injury happens. Yeah, someone goes down. Gibby's and, already hurt. Gibby's already hurt. And then the who's in our? Yeah. Gibby's already hurt. Wow. He got an upper body injury. I don't know if he's starting open night or not. So he's already banged up. Like, and listen, I, I say this to Cooley all the time: is like, it's fucking hard to make the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like, we just sat down here, we went through it, and we left so many good fucking hockey clubs out. Yeah. It's hard to get in. Yeah, that's why when you get in, you're like, here we go, we got a chance. I, there's nothing I would like more than Ducks to make the playoffs. I love Dallas Aiken so much. We live down here. I would love for them to get in. I think they're heading in the right direction. I just don't think it's right now. But I, I say they're either going to be 
you know, really, really good or surprise them. Not really, really good. They're either going to surprise some teams or they're going to just maybe take even a step back. Really like, shit, yeah. maybe they're not. Maybe they're five years away. It's either going to be like, hey, Ducks are right there or, oh, man, are they, you know, are they three or four years away? Do we trade Gibby? Do we go out and get a prospect for Gibby? You know, does Strom play well? Does Vitrano's a great pickup? You know, does Klingberg stay, right? It's a one-year deal. Like, there's just a lot of stuff that goes in there. But I'm pulling for him up, dog. Yeah. But those are our picks. Those are picks. We'll see the reaction from uh, from the fans. From Chirp the fans. Us. They're going to let us have it. Columbus. I love you out there, Columbus. I'm on board. You do. Yeah, yeah. My, my listen, farewell tour. The up dog's always all over you, Columbus. I'm sticking up for you. I'm sticking up for you. Come on, Columbus. Johnny Hockey, get her going. That's Patrick Crazy. Liney. That's an odd team for you to be cheering for. I, I got to be honest. Listen, I hated playing in Columbus. No kidding. I hated the rink. I hate the fucking, what's it called? The cannon that Did went they off. keep the cannon? I never played good there. I never played good there. Yeah. Thank God they sucked bar. back in the day, but I never like felt good or puck always bounced on me. Tough, lose my guy. Minus Shitty hotel. Three. Minus three. Yeah. Not never perfect. Played good there. Never played good there. Tough weather. I just feel bad for them, I guess, right? And they went out and made a fucking play, right? They went out and got Johnny Hockey. They tried to, they're trying to make something happen. They gave Gabranson the contract of the summer, too. They brought yeah, him in. That. They're, they're going to be competitive, and I just think Johnny Hockey might get him in the playoffs with all the, with all the mojo that's going on there. Yeah. Time will tell. All right. And then who was your team? Detroit Red Wings. So you're on Stevie Y. Those are the two yeah. teams that we took that weren't in in the East last year that we're getting in, so... Detroit's get due for just a bounce back here. It's time. Well, Stevie's yeah. had the team now a couple years. If they're healthy, they got the goaltender now. He's going to be running with it. It wouldn't surprise me if all three, one of, like either Detroit, Ottawa, or Columbus, one of those three yeah. got in, right? Yeah. I, I think all those teams are yeah, not going to safe to say one of them is getting in. Yeah. Up dog. Hey, a couple bold little playoff yeah, picks there, right? Yeah, the playoff predictions got right Columbus, there, baby. You got Detroit. We hey, got some boldness. Little, uh, throw the odds out there. Get them going. A little props. I like it. I like it. Our future bets. Some good future bets good there. Good futures. We, re we really love that Patrick Liney one, right? We love that Patrick Liney one. Over 31 and a half goals. How do you not? Hammer that one out there. Hammer, Hammer that one out there. So, up dog, I can't wait to watch some hockey with you, buddy, and snap it around here all year with you. I'm, ho I'm happy hockey's back. That's when you know you had a good offseason, right? I'm excited to watch hockey. Now. I finally get to watch this fucking three TVs I put up in the backyard here. Now I get yeah. the games on. Yeah. Now we're golden. Fuck, it's going to be nice and tight here yeah. for the rest of the season. I, I got to get you a nice couch. So when you, <laughs> no, no, when you come no. over, you get a nice, relaxing uh, couch. I, listen, I need to get off the couch a bit. I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm I going to take Vegas over LA in the opener. This will come out after, so maybe I'll be right. But Vegas on Vegas the road in on LA. The road in LA, plus 100. I'm taking yeah. them tonight. Yeah. I and it's, uh, I think we got the New York Rangers it's and the Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay Lightning. Lightning. Another it's great, a great game. opening night. So it's going to be a great season up, dog. I can't wait to snap it around here with you. Um, Curfew calls, baby. Oh, a little curfew calls. Curfew calls. Are we going to read the first one, Max? Are you going to play the first one? Yeah, go ahead and read the first one. All right. I'm going to start her off here. Curfew calls, fella. Jackson Novak. Absolutely love the pod, fellas. I was wondering if you boys had any memorable theme jerseys or games throughout your hockey career, like any any awareness tarps or any jerseys you remember that you either loved or hated what about them was so cool or brutal? Can I start off? Thank you, boys, for giving us the best podcast ever. Love how it feels like everyone's in the locker room together. Cheers, fellas. Ah, thanks, brother. Jackson, thank you, buddy, because that's exactly what we're going for. That is exactly That's, it. that's the like best You're compliment. having a chew and you're having a beer, yeah. game's over, or fuck, it's a coffee in the morning, yeah. you're getting to the rink, you're shooting the shit with the boys. So thank you for that compliment, Jackson. Yes, Up sir. dog. You want me to start off? Because oh, of I got two, actually. Yeah, I get them going. My days, I'm in Milwaukee, all right? 
Milwaukee in his baseball season, so Milwaukee Brewers are there. And oh. we have the Howard Muker. Howard Muker? <laughs> Howie Muker? Howie Uker. Bob Uker. Uh, yeah, Bob Uker? Is that who you're trying to talk about? <laughs> 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 yeah, I redo that. Bob Uker. Okay. No, don't cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bob Uker day. These jerseys were ugly as shit. And I bet you I still got it. Because you know me. I kept all my sticks here. I kept yeah, all yeah. my jerseys. I got a lot of tarps. Well, we had the fucking Howie. No, the Bob Uker. Tarps in Milwaukee. He's a legend. Mm -hmm. Legendary fucking baseball analyst. Anyway. And then, of course, without saying, St. Louis Blues for the winter classic the year we played the hawks the hawks wore juice jerseys too they might have the best jerseys in the league Fuck, they got nice but no we wore the retro like the baby blue those were so yellow it's something blue. they still wear the yeah. fact that he still rocks that they jersey should, well the the blues jerseys sorry to cut you off should be those ones the blue ones you guys wear the white ones or the blue ones sorry we wear the blue the baby that's blue. the home yeah and those exact one of the whites should be the blues jerseys 100 that's, it. that's yeah. it there we go that's you've it. heard it here um, so anyway, those are those are two of my. Yeah, I, I remember you with the with the, the with the winter classic beanie on, the stuff under your eyes, scarf around your neck. That, that was yes. National League. For me, I never played in a winter classic like that. Um, you know, anytime we wore military jerseys, right? Sometimes it was for warm up. I don't know if I ever wore them in a game, but the military jerseys were always cool with the camo. But obviously, with my last name, O'Brien, St. Patty's Day. Oh, for sure. It was warm up jerseys. I think. I think in the American League one year we wore them at, for a game, never in the NHL, but great warm-up jerseys, St. Patty's Day. I know the Leafs rock them during the regular season on St. Patrick's Day, but for me, anytime we rocked a military jersey or that nice Irish St. Patty's jersey up dog. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, should I read mine? Yeah, fire it away. All right, this one is from our boy R.J. Parle. And I got to talk about the subject line here. It's banging nines and doing lines. <laughs> this guy sounds like a beauty. Uh, he goes, hey, I'm a good old Newfie kid. <laughs> there you go. He is a beauty. I'm a good old Newfie kid in BC from Cornerbrook. This podcast makes me feel like I'm back in the dressing room with the boys and running around Kelowna telling stories. Question is, where's your favorite junior city to play and the worst? Keep it going, fellas. Listening from Prince George, BC. And just because this kid's from Prince George, I got to be honest, that was probably the worst place I've had to play. Well, we used to go up there in Kamloops. It was a fucking eight-hour drive north. I mean, we stayed right across from the from the liquor store and the casinos. There'd be fights out every night. There'd be fights. Keep us up at night. Uh, and then we'd go in there and just a tough barn. Tough <laughs> barn. Here. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Uh, thanks again for the compliment on the locker room because that's what me and the updog are going for. Anyone who played in the Ontario League knows these three places. <laughs> <laughs> these three places were the biggest shithole. No disrespect to people up there in northern Ontario. Sudbury. Tough barn. Sault Ste. Marie and the old North Bay Centennials. Long bus trips, shitty old barns. I love that you say long bus trips. Cool. The there. I know. They were. They were like eight, nine hours, ten hours for us from Kingston. That was long. That's long. Yeah, for yeah. you guys, that's like that's nothing. nothing. That was in my own division. I used to do that to, to Prince George. That's crazy. Like their closest game was eight hours. That's nuts. Nuts. Yeah. Uh, that Western League makes men. I'll give them that. Yeah. It fucking does. I'll never argue that. So I'm going to say Sault Ste. Marie, Sudbury Wolves, and then I'll say the worst was North Bay. I don't know. North Bay just sounds just, shit. Just, sounds just shit. Um, <laughs> all right, Max, you got a call in one for us here, Curtis. Right, got a call from our guy Curtis here. Happy Thursday. Listening to the new episode 121 at work today. Figured it was time to jump on and give a curfew calls. Uh, calling today from Prince George, British Columbia. Uppy, I'm sure you know the place. Fuck, we're just Back talking the about day, it, buddy. In the dub, 
dumping the pucks in the corner and watching out for the boogeyman, Derek Bugard. I'm sure you got a few stories with him. A couple questions for you today, fellas. Uh, Obi, I was searching YouTube the other day, looking at some old videos of you cruising around GM Place. The fans want to know, what the fuck did you say to Sean Avery between the benches 12 years ago when he stole your stick? <laughs> Good story, I'm sure. Well, up dog, can you please address to the fans what the Silver Slugger Award is? We all need to know. Hope you boys are doing well. Have a good weekend. Cheers. Cheers. Fucking <laughs> let's start with the, good let's questions. start with yeah. Seems like an absolute beauty. Prince yeah. George again. Fucking another Prince, PG guy. Another PG. Oh, he's up there listening. Is to it us that shit? Seven. Prince George, British Columbia. Is it that bad? Like you think anything in British Columbia would be tough, all, just old and shitty? Yeah, it's tough up there. Bad ice or Hammer's just up there. Hamhuse is from there. Yeah. Jared Smithson's up from up there. Like, I would think somewhere no, in Saskatchewan. Sorry, Sus- Smithson's from fucking Vernon. Never I right. would think somewhere in Saskatchewan's probably worse than Prince George. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, you're up in the country, but it's way the fuck up there. I mean, you're going through <laughs> Jasper. You're, you're headed north and, and, you know, God damn it. You might run into the goddamn St. Nick by the time you get up there. Um, it's way the fuck up there. It, it is. Just, for, you know, when that, that game's on the calendar, you're like, fuck. Yeah. You'd rather be like cruising to Kelowna or cruising down to you know Seattle or Portland or yeah. you know just a little bit easier to get to. Yeah, um, Silver Slugger, yeah, the Silver Slugger. So we must have talked about that. Yeah, yeah. The Silver Slugger is an award given to uh, given to the guy that <laughs> exemplifies uh, the most you know eye on the ball attributes for one summer yeah it gets given out every summer it's a guy that's seeing the ball well yeah it was, a, it was an award that me and the updog came up with throughout our our tenure as a single gentleman playing in the national league seeing the ball very well um so every summer who do you know yeah did, I mean, did the most damage so to speak yeah it was a the couple of the maxim parties and you know we had a couple a couple good nights yeah. and a couple in la and i think you got it most years but i think i know i know the one summer you gave it to me you looked at me you said oh well you, deserved you're well deserved silver well slugger. deserved you uh you really you know yeah. you battled through the elements. yeah i did battle. you stayed in great shape I did hey, you're ready I to did. rock for camp you're just you know you had it all going for you the silver slugger that was a good the good old days up dog um as for the sean everything to be honest with you i wish the story was a little bit better i got benched Ab benched me. Oh, so we're, we're playing. I'm already pissed. And Aves, I went at Aves in the start of the period, trying to get him going. And then Voros was out there, and I was like, "Fuck you, Av. I want Av. The guy's been chirping all night." And you know, Aves comes up by the bench and starts chirping Hordachuk. Right? I think he called him a fucking space monkey or something. I don't even know what Aves said to him, but he started chirping Hordy and was chirping the bench. And I just went down and I said, "I'm like, I was just like, Aves, shut the fuck up." Like, you know. People in this league are so sick. If you, all you do is run your fucking mouth, you're the biggest spot picker in the fucking league, and no one likes you. And then I think he came back with, fuck you, OB, you fat fuck, or something like that. So then I just tried to spear him. I speared him twice. He pulled my stick. It was right in front of uh, old chicken parm, Ray Ferraro. <laughs> and they wanted to suspend me three games. And I talked to Shani on the phone. And I think because it was Aves a little bit, I told him that Aves was chirping, hoarder chucking the whole bench and this and that. And he let me off for just one game. Yeah. Oh, nice. But I, I so love you have been sussy today. Oh, yeah. How many oh, times? I've been suspended a few times. Always, yeah. Well deserved. Oh, yeah. I like Aves, though. I would have taken him on my team. I yeah, used to party yeah. with me offseason. We used to meet Bonnaroo. It was just the heat of the moment. And, you know, now we've, we've become friends with Aves. So it was of course. nothing personal, but no, I he's was just good at what he does. Yeah. So that, that was that. He was, was a guy that. you wanted to kill. Everyone and then wanted he, to kill. And then he was a great hockey player. Great hockey. I would have yeah. loved to have Avery on my team because yeah. he could score goals, he could hit, and then he could get under people's skin like me. 
And not fight them. And then he'll dial in a good party for after and probably bring a couple of his girlfriend's babes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty good. I would have liked to play with him on the Rangers, actually, if I could have picked my spots, eh? Yeah, they're L.A. for sure. Would you rather play for the Rangers or the Kings? I would have rather play for uh, f- for the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would have been awesome. If you played for the Kings, where would you have lived? I would have... Uh, now, the practice rig's in El Segundo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would have lived on the beach. You would have lived on the beach. You got it. You got yeah, it. Yeah, just because it's that's the practice rink. And there's no, there's no, nothing worse. Is, sorry, there's no, there's nothing worse than driving 40 minutes to practice. I did it in Florida, but there's no chance you're not going to live on the beach in Florida. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's tough on your back. It's tough on your hips. It's tough on your groins. And just spending an hour and a half in your car just to go to practice and back yeah. just isn't perfect, right? No, I used to always think you live in Hollywood, but now the, now the answer is you live in Manhattan Beach. And you buy yourself a Sprinter van. Yeah. That's what you do. Or yeah. the other way around, maybe. But you don't want to be Sprinter van to practice if you can't do that. You live in Manhattan Beach. You yeah. say, hey, oh, ups, always we're going to split a Sprinter van. Anytime there's a party in Hollywood, yeah. we're going to jump in and go. Yeah, and you have it pick you up from the airport, drop you off, yeah. things like that. It's like a very convenient way to drive. They actually have a great setup there. They fly into El Segundo. They all live in Manhattan remote, so the practice rink's right there. The only yeah. drive they do is go, to go down to Staples. Yeah, but that's what you use a Sprinter for. Or back into the Hollywood parties, yeah. Ask your boy Stoli about those days. Stoli, baby, legend. So, Maxi, is that is that it for curfew calls? Uh, that's it for curfew calls today. Love it. We love it. I'm Thanks, talking, boys. Yeah, Thanks it's for been a great segment. In. Love it. I feel I'm going to say this to people that call in. Like, we love it. And I feel like you're, you're, it makes them more part of the show. I don't know. Make it. I'm starting to feel like Mr. Curfew more of a family than ever yeah, with these guys calling that's in. Good. So, um, love it, boys. A lot of beauties out there. Banging nines and doing lines. I think that was a highlight of the, <laughs> of the curfew calls for me. So, up dog, we got an absolute beauty. NHL TNT Flyers color guy, legend Jonesy Keith Jones coming at you. Keith Jones. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. Up dog, uh, all time beauty. I just said maybe the hardest working guy in hockey. Every time we've tried to get him, he's on the move. NHL T on T Flyers. Keith Jones, Jonesy. Thank you for taking time to join the boys here. Happy to do it, Obi. It's uh, you know the first time for me to come on with you guys. So Uppy's been uh, texting me a few times and finally got the chance to settle in here and have a conversation. Well, it's taken us a while. I usually don't like a guy to come on who has better hair than me and, <laughs> and, and a much better look with the glasses on. So, so it is about time, Jonesy. Thank you for coming on. Um, you're one of my all-time favorites. Uh, our time in Philly was was great. Loved having you in between the benches. Uh, you do a great job with TNT. So starting off tomorrow night, you guys are in Denver. M- must be nice to get back with the fellas. Yeah, it is. You know, I'm, I'm flying there right now from Philly, and uh, talk is going to be there. The studio show is going to be out there covering both the early game and the late game. So it'll be good to see everybody. Gretz is going to be there. Biz will be there as well. Anson's going to be there. And Liam's going to be there. So along with Eddie O and myself and Kenny, uh, we pretty much got the whole crew. So looking forward to grabbing a nice dinner there in Denver tonight and then getting ready to talk some hockey tomorrow. Yeah, Jonesy, I mean, you know, we're huge fans of NHL and TNT. You guys, I think you guys did better than any expectations. Why do you think you guys did so well off the start? Just the experience that you and Eddie O brought and Biz and everything? Or why did you guys click just like that? Yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. The fact that Eddie's done so many, you know, big games throughout you know, his broadcasting career and, you know, he's got a wealth of experience. Kenny's been doing every sport uh, known to mankind and always does an outstanding job, very easy to work with. And then for me, it was just, you know, trying to get perspective down between the benches, not trying to overwhelm people, but just trying to, you know, provide insight from there. Uh, It's a great position to have because you got a chance to see the game differently than you do from up above. So 
I think that balance helped in the in-game broadcast. Panger was unbelievable as always. Uh, he's done a great job throughout his career. And then in studio, it was just a really good mix of guys that, you know, brought something uh, different, including the greatest player to ever play the game in, in Wayne Gretzky. So anytime he spoke, I wanted to hear what he had to say. And I think the fans at home appreciated the way those guys kind of had fun, gave a little bit of a different outlook on the game, but also provided some good insight along the way. Jonesy, could you? I, I had the pleasure of watching you guys in action in the Western Conference Finals up in Edmonton. I had a great time with you guys sitting around the round table at the hotel bar the night before the game. Uh, can you bring the fans in as a, you know, as a commentator? Bring the fans into like the pregame skate, and when you get to like sit around and talk to the coach before like a big game like that in the Western Conference Finals, and just kind of how involved you guys become in telling the stories about, you know, a series and, and just what that was like when you first started to get into it. Yeah, that's one of the, probably one of the cooler things about it, you know, because when you played like you guys, you had a great time doing that. But a lot of times you, you know, you, you finished playing, you know, you went home, you, you did your thing, you visit with the guys and you went, came back to the rink and did the same thing. But when you're covering the team, it's kind of a, or a series, it's a constant uh, gathering of information. You want to be on top of things. You want to make sure that you're providing the fans, you know, every bit of insight that's, you know, out there. You don't want to miss anything. And, you know, you get a lot of good informa information and insight from the players, but most importantly, the coaching staff on both clubs that can give you, you know, some good little tidbits that you can use throughout the broadcast. So to me, it's all about the game, the players being the most important part of it. But it's also a great opportunity for the coaches to kind of show you what they got and see if they go out there and implement the things that they're describing to you, you know, maybe at the morning skate or just prior to the game, uh, what they're going to try to do to win the game against the opponent that they're going up against. So uh, it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a really good time. And then to be able to enjoy it afterwards without, you know, physically pounding yourself into the ground like we, like we did when we played is, uh, is refreshingly fun. And it's the same type of, you know, camaraderie that we had with the, the guys that we played with. And, you know, whenever you're a part of a team, it's fun. So it's always good to uh, still be in the game, but uh, not necessarily having to beat yourself up, uh, beat yourself up out there. You're thirsty after the game, just a little different ways of being thirsty when you play to when you commentate. Hey, the beer's just as cold though, eh, Jonesy, or what? It, it is, and it's, uh, it, can be, it can be just as satisfying, too, no doubt about that. Uh, I love Panger for many reasons. One of my uh, favorite reasons is he can turn everything into a golf analogy, right? Like, he'll just, like, a play will happen, he'll be like, oh, we told that one, or I'm like, Panger, how did you turn that into a golf analogy? Yeah, he, he's incredible. He, he actually was one of the uh, first guys that helped me when I started my career. When I, I started at ESPN briefly after I had retired. I did like a 15-game kind of jump in there and see how you do. And I didn't do very well, but I will say that Panger was there to kind of rescue me a couple of different times when I started to sweat on camera and couldn't come up with a player's name. And, you know, I was one of those guys that ripped on everybody else when I was playing that was doing commentary and then all of a sudden was trying to, to do it myself and realized it was a lot more difficult than I thought it was and uh, was struggling at times. So I, I've always been uh, grateful to Panger for that. And we've been friends ever since. So to watch him do his thing, which I do, you know, often when he's doing the blues games, uh, he's just a, a remarkable career and knows how to put things in the terms that uh, everybody can understand. And golf analogies are one of the things that he does real well also. 
Yeah, I remember. Sure, I remember him just like some of his words, like "holy jumping." I could hear him from across got, the ice. Yeah, yeah, he's good at that. And stuff he too. just like Obi would text me, and he'd be like, "How many beers are you taking, Panger, out, like out for after these games?" This guy absolutely <laughs> loves you on air. Like, oh yeah, I remember one time Mike Medano just I think Mikey Moe was retired, and, he's, and they asked him, "Who was your favorite goalie to shoot on?" And he just happened to say Panger. So that that that. Uh, warm up in St. Louis. I'm like, Panger, I can't believe Mikey Mo said you were his favorite goalie to go against. And he had some great rebuttal or something. I, I love Panger. He makes the game a lot more fun for players, fans, everyone. He does because you can tell he really enjoys doing what yeah. he's doing. And and that's one of the biggest uh, things about being in this business. We want to make sure that, uh, you know, you're showing the fans at home that it's uh, an exciting play or an exciting time and that it's an enjoyable thing to be at. Uh, being at a game live is a pretty cool experience. And if someone's watching at home on TV, you want to try to bring that across in the way that you describe the game. And I think Panger is one of the best uh, to ever do that because of the enthusiasm that he brings to the table. So we're lucky to have him as a, a part of our team. I know he's doing the early game uh, tomorrow night. I think it's Rangers and Bruins, if I'm not mistaken, but that should be a pretty good tilt as well. Yeah, I know. Jones, you guys at NHL TNT are killing it. We're big fans. You keep going. We want to talk some flyers with you here. Obviously, you know, I played for Torch for two years in Tampa. I call it Camp Torturella. Um, what did you think of training camp? You know, some <laughs> of the boys were laying on the ice. What did you think of it? And Jonesy, do you think back in the day you could have got through Camp Torturella, buddy, or what? Uh, number one, no, I don't think I would have without a lot of complaining. So I, I played for Jim Schoenfeld, one of uh, Torch's good buddies, and he had a very similar type of uh, training camp and was uh, physically demanding. But there's no doubt that uh, Torts put the guys through their paces. They had no pucks on the ice uh, the first couple of days. They just skated. He wanted to make sure <clears throat> he measured where their conditioning was at. And I don't think it's just about this year for him. It's about making sure that guys that are going to be there for a while, like he plans on being, uh, kind of get an understanding as to how he wants things done. There's going to be no shortcuts. And with a team that, you know, struggled a lot last year and does not have great expectations this year, I think it's really important. I think Torts uh, thinks it's really important that these guys are in incredibly good shape and are able to hold up to a season that uh, is going to be very challenging for them because they just don't have the same personnel that some of the top teams in the Eastern Conference have. Yeah, Jones, you teamed me up for my second question. So you talk about expectations. In your opinion, what are the expectations for Torts and the team and then Part two, what about the fans of Philly? We saw last year the Wells Fargo's arena empty for the first time. He was a flyer. I think the league's better when the flyers are good. What are the expectations of the team and the fans? Yeah, for the fans, they're not very high. So the bar has uh, you know, been set relatively low. So I think that's the big challenge for the flyers to try to bring those fans back. And for Tortorella, the bar is going to be about making sure that this team's a lot more competitive than it was last year. The they lost a lot of games by five, six, seven goals, and that that uh, never used to happen, especially in Philadelphia. You'd have the rare occasion, but you wouldn't have multiple games where it looked like the team didn't have enough fight to, you know, to, to hang in there and you know play to their potential, even if the opposition was a little bit better. I, I think they're going to be much more competitive. I think they're going to be a lot more physically engaged, and not, not just fighting because I, obviously that's not a major part of the game anymore, but. It will be about winning puck battles. It will be about showing some great effort out there, whether it's blocking a shot or, you know, coming up with a loose puck in a corner or battling in the blue paint at either end of the ice. I think you're going to see a lot more, you know, flyers 
kind of digging in more than happened last season. I think that's one of the positives that the fans can look forward to. And if they do those things, they'll start to come back. You know, the winning might take a little bit of time, but, you know, you play the right way in this city, as, as Uppy knows, it's, uh, it's really important that you show the fans passion because they'll see through it if you don't, and they'll stop coming out. Yeah, you, you you made me remind me of uh, you know our time there in, in 07, 08. We had this awful year. I got brought in. We were last in the league. That summer, Homer, I mean, went on a spending spree, brought in the Briers, the Hartnell, the Chemo team, and then Joffrey Lupel, Jason Smith, turned it around quick. It's it's kind of been a thing that the Philadelphia Flyers are known for is, you know what, if we have a bad year, our fans let us know, and we turn it around. Do you think there's a lot more pressure on some of their – you know, they're better players, or is it more on Fletcher and the way that this team has been put together with, you know, they're right up at the cap, so there's not much room. There's not a way to say they're rebuilding. Is there more pressure on the on the top-end guys they have or on the, you know, the GM? Is he on a hot seat, or is it, you know, what what are we looking at? Yeah, no, there's pressure everywhere here, for sure. And, you know, even though fans' expectations might be lowered, the, the team does not want to be in that position, so they're going to do everything that they can to make sure that they get this thing turned around. I think it started with Tortorella. Uh, I do believe that there's some players that need to be healthy this year, including Sean Couturier. Uh, last year, he was dearly missed a very important player, both ends of the ice. And, you know, it was up, I think he won the Selkie trophy one year, if not, he was up for it. So that's the type of, you know, attitude. That's the type of player that they need to be healthy and ready to go. And, He's not starting the year on time, but apparently he is getting closer. That would go a long way to, uh, you know, raising expectations, at least in my eyes, a little bit more than maybe you would anticipate if he's not available. Guys like Konechny, I'm interested to see him play with a tougher core group around him uh, because he's a real talented player, but he's at his best when he's feisty, when he's irritating. And that's a tough thing to do when you don't have enough guys backing you up because yeah. he's a guy of a smaller stature and, I know personally, I liked having five or six guys that I knew had my back. Yeah, me and too. Also, some, sometimes, I, sometimes I needed that many too. So, uh, But that's it. That's I think it's going to be – I'm curious to see how some of these guys play. and I want to see how they play with an, you know, with an extremely well-conditioned team you know, a month and a half down the road here once things get started. That's, that's probably the one thing that stands out to me the most. Yeah, and Updog brings up Chuck Fletcher and Jonesy. I got I got a lot of respect for Chuck. He was in Anaheim when I first started my career. He was great to me. You know, JVR contract, whatever. The the thing for me is the Ryan Ellis injury. Is there any chance we can see Ryan Ellis and Tony Delangelo? Can he kind of fill the void? Because I think the Ryan Ellis injury the last last year, when Chuck made that deal, I thought, hey, that's a great deal for Philly. I think that's really hurt not only Chuck but the entire team. Yeah, it it was uh, it was brutal because he. he the, the biggest loss the Flyers had over the last couple of seasons was Matt Niskanen. And yeah. when he retired, you know, the entire decor kind of was slotted in properly because he, he really made uh, Provorov a legitimate number one defenseman and complimented him well. Ellis looked like he was going to do that, and that kind of fell apart. So Tony D is being asked to do a lot. There's, there's no question he's got the offensive abilities. Uh, it's going to be, you know, a challenging – uh, amount of quality ice time and big minutes that he's going to have to perform against the opposition's top line guys. And he showed signs of that last year with Slavin and uh, Carolina thought he held up to that really well. Uh, but he and Provorov are going to have to really have some chemistry early. And I think you'd be a lot more comfortable with a, you know, a seasoned veteran that's done it at both ends like Ryan Ellis 
Uh, but unfortunately, I don't think you're going to see him this year. I think he's already on long-term IR now, and uh, I don't think that's going to be something that's going to change. It's just one of those things where you never hear anything positive, and I'm not around asking questions every day about it, but you just don't get an inkling that he's going to be back anytime soon. Yeah, the, pel- the pelvis and, and what they're reporting on, it's just something that's so tough. And, and he was such a great player for Nashville, so you can't blame anyone. I mean, it's it's a bad injury. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. Uh, let me ask you about Carter Hart. He hasn't seen much action in preseason, but he's due for a bounce back year. I got to know him a little bit over the summer. I saw him in Edmonton when we were up there playing. He's a great kid. He's got a good head on his shoulders. You know, he's got a lot of pressure on him. Is 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 it a is it time for him to take the next step? You know, does he have the right decor in front of him? Is he going to be a guy that can, you know, can he win 30, 35 games and help this team, like, you know, get to that next level? Well, I, I think he can. I don't know if it'll be this year or not, but the, the team's going to be a lot more uh, battle-tested in front of him. I don't think there's going to be a lot of bucks laying around the, the blue paint. There's going to be a greater emphasis on blocking shots and defending, and I think that's one thing, as Obi knows with Torts, his teams are going to defend well. Uh, they're not going to you know, shy away from any battle that's in the defensive zone or they're going to be embarrassed the next day. So I think that part of the, the competitiveness in front of Hart is going to serve him well. I think he showed some frustration over the last couple of seasons. Last year he was pretty good on a team that was not very good. Uh, but there's another <clears> level for him to get to. And with a better you know, commitment to defending going on in front of him, I think he's going to really benefit from that. And I think of Bobrovsky and Columbus and how good he was there with uh, John Tortorella winning a couple of Vesna trophies. And I think uh, that type of defensive structure is going to help Carter Hart a lot uh, as the Flyers try to be a much better yeah. team defensively than they have been over the last few seasons. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. And, and one thing about Torts is the structure. I, I truly believe this Jones is going to be a lot better. I, and, and Carter Hart's a great kid. I hope he bounces back. I look at this back, I look at this back end with Provorov and D'Angelo and Ristolainen. And I look at Justin Braun. I say, hey, it's not a bad decor. I think scoring goals, Jonesy. Where are they going to score goals? Can a guy like Owen Tippett? Can he can he take that next step? As you know, they, they got a, they gave up a first rounder for him or whatever. Can he be that guy? Yeah, they're sure hoping he can. I mean, he shows glimpses. He gets chances. Um, has not shown much finish yet, and that's going to come down to, you know, just it's like he wants it, but just doesn't know how to get it yet. Uh, I think he's got to develop that. He has to develop confidence at the National Hockey League level. As looks like he's got all the skills. I mean, he's fast enough to get there. He's strong enough to win those battles. He's and he's got a heck of a shot. So I would think that, given time, I think he's going to develop that. But that's a, that's a big if, and that's something that the the Flyers are going to need. When Wade Allison, another guy that's uh, built similarly and looks a lot like Owen Tippett, they look like twin brothers. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, he's he's got the potential to do it as well, but. You know, it's not just about all the tools. It's about finding a way to to use them to to your best advantage and being able to score goals is going to be something that this team is going to need from guys like that. So by committee, they're going to have to get the job done, but you hope somebody finds a scoring touch early and can put up some big numbers, and Tippett's got the potential to do that. I was going to talk predictions. What do you think? Yeah, let's see what he's got. I was going to say, so TNT's hosting the Stanley Cup Finals this year. Exciting stuff. I can't wait to see the production you guys have. Uh, can you give us a couple predictions, a couple teams that you might like, maybe one that's uh, sitting in the grass, sitting in the weeds that might come out and shock some people? Well, one of them, I think you both played Nashville, didn't you? Were you there yeah. too, yes, Obi? Yeah, I don't uh, Yeah, 
Yeah, so the Predators are a team that I think is going to be really good. Obviously, they won the first couple of games there on, out in Europe against uh, San Jose, but I like their makeup. I like things that Matt Duchesne did last year. I think he's looking to carry that forward. Uh, I think they've you know, added one of my favorite playoff performers in Ryan McDonough. I think Tampa's going to miss him an awful lot, yeah. more than maybe some people realize, and I think Nashville's going to benefit from having him there. So uh, that would be one of my teams that I think has a lot of uh, opportunity in front of them to have a fantastic year. And I think they really bought into what John Hines was preaching there. Last season was impressive. Now David Poyle's added to it, kept Forsberg in the mix, and I think it's going to pay dividends for them. So that would not be surprising at all to me to see Nashville find their way to the final. Yeah, Jonesy, we all saw the, the meeting that Dave Poyle had with Glass. I had a few meetings with Dave Poyle my year at Jonesy. They didn't go like that, fella. They didn't go like yeah. that, buddy. They were more like, hey, slow down a bit. I heard you out all the time. So I had been in that office, but it was I was crying for different reasons, Jonesy. <laughs> I, I played for David, too. He was my first general manager in Washington. So I know him well. Uh, I have a great amount of respect for him, too. And I know everyone that plays for David kind of feels the same way, whether you you know, stayed for an extended period of time or were traded, uh, you know, like I, I was traded, I think after my fifth year, but he, he was a great man, someone I looked up to. And uh, I think uh, it would be great to see him uh, have a chance to lift that Stanley cup because he's been around the game forever and uh, has been one of the most successful general managers without uh, winning the ultimate goal came close, I guess in 2016, maybe somewhere in there, 17. Yeah. I think they lost to the, Peng to the Penguins then, but uh, I'd love to see him get it done. Yeah, I agree. He's a classy individual. Jonesy, you know, we, we're going to do our preview show, and, and, and I, I'm big on the Vegas Golden Knights. I just think everything they went through last year with the cap and bringing Ikes in, and, you know, you're a locker room guy. You're in there, hey, up here, am I going to get traded? Are you going to get traded? Are they trading Jonesy? What's going on with the cap? Like, with all that behind them, I know the goaltending. What are your expectations on Vegas? Not as high as, as, as I've had them over the last few seasons. I mean, I, I'm kind of at the show me part of the program now because they kind of disappointed me last year in the way things kind of fell apart there. But I, I'm a big Bruce Cassidy fan. <clears throat> I, you know, got to know him a lot because the Bruins have been in the playoffs, you know, frequently uh, under his, uh, under his helm. So I think he's a, a very good coach for that organization at this point. Goaltending worries me. Um, but I do think they're capable of going one way or the other. And last year they went the other. And I think this year would be a great opportunity for guys like Ico to really show what they're made of and kind of with a lowered bar come out there and, you know, not just meet expectations but exceed them. It's possible. There's no doubt about that. But it wouldn't be one of the teams that I'd be picking to be one of the top five teams in the Western Conference. I think they're a little bit below that. Yeah, for me, I would need to see Eichel in a heart race trophy. I would need to see a guy like Petrangelo compete for the Norris. And then like a guy like William Carlson compete for the Selkie. If those three guys can kind of do that, then... I, I know. I think we're forgetting about their back end, though. Ready? Theodore, Petrangelo, McNabb, Martinez, White Cloud, Hag. I mean, yeah, it's that's, that's a that's lead blue line yeah, in the yeah, National yeah. Hockey League. That's not, you know, that's what I'm it saying. Is. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, we're yeah, forgetting that's, about that's that. That's pretty good, yeah. yeah. 
But I know what you're saying. It comes down to, and like Jonesy Kendrick, said, it comes down to Jack Eichel. Up. Yeah, yeah. Ike's has got to, he's got to be the guy he was before the before the surgery. And maybe we're a little biased here, but I think he has it in him. I think he yeah. does. I think Phil Kessel has a good year in the desert. I, I don't know. I just think I without Ike's, expectations. I got Ike's here as my as my go-to guy up there for the Hart Trophy. Yeah, see? So, we'll so see. then oh. you're, you're in for Vegas. So, I'm, <laughs> Jonesy, I want to ask you one last thing about Philly, my boy Torts. We don't know what's going to happen on the ice, but Jonesy, Torts and the media in Philly, How's it going to go? I know he can't help himself. He's going to try his hardest at the start, but like there's going to be some good content coming out of Torts in that Philly media, eh? Yeah, and they need it. I mean, you need some sound bites. It's been a, it's been a quiet uh, team in a city that's got some teams that are playing well, including the Phillies right now in the playoffs and the Eagles being 5-0. and oh. So yeah. you're – and the Sixers have a lot of excitement around them, but the, Embiid, the Flyers don't. And that's where Torts is really going to come in handy. Um he kind of knows how to deliver it and he knows how to put a hockey team on the map when, you know, they haven't necessarily been that popular or, or, or relatively due to a, you know, to a city like Columbus or Tampa in his time there. So I think, uh, I think he is going to have some sound bites. I think it's important that he does. And I think that the media here is actually going to appreciate it because if you've been covering, you know, the flyers over the last couple of seasons, you're probably not being read as much as you'd like to be because the team has not been as interesting. So I think uh, it's really important that uh, they play well for him. But if they don't, that he's out there you know, rattling some cages and making sure he keeps these guys heading in the right direction. <laughs> oh, I guarantee he'll be rattling some cages. I can't wait to hear on your show in Philly, Hartnell, Chad, just probably laughing at some of the stuff he says in between the intermissions. It's going to be all time TV. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be good. Yeah. And well, Hertzie does a good job there too. And, He's, he's a good man. I know he's one of your old teammates too there, Scotty. So in a, in a couple of different cities, right? Yeah, yeah, you betcha. Well, Jonesy, Jonesy you're yeah. the man, man. We appreciate you. Um, nice nice team dinner night in Denver for you boys or as a TNT boys going oh, for yeah. it. Get some nice red wine going, Jonesy, for the boys here at Missing Curfew. Yeah, oh, yeah, we, we will for sure. It's, uh, I think we're going to go to Elway's there in Denver tonight, right at the Ritz. It's built right in there. So what? We'll, We'll get Gretz's credit card out tonight for sure. <laughs> get business credit card. He might have more money than Gretz now. Who knows? He's getting yeah. close. <laughs> He's a beauty, isn't he? he is no a doubt. Beauty. Thanks, Jonesy. Thanks, Jonesy. Thanks, Jonesy. Thanks, yeah, Jonesy. Good, Appreciate good to catch up. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. Updog, great get, getting Jonesy. Um, you know, we love what NHL TNT does here. We're big fans of the whole panel. Talks, Biz, the great one, Anson Carter, everyone. Eddie O, they're great panger. So yeah. good job getting Jonesy. He's a legend. He's a legend, and he's, you know, he's tuning in from the airport. He's flying to his first game of the year. He's fired up. Uh, thanks for diving into the Flyers for us. We'd love that. Fucking little, Flyers. That bird's eye view. Fucking Flyers. <laughs> from uh, hey, from the dressing room. It's going to be quite the dressing room in there this year. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of, like we talked about, a lot of content out of torts. I'm pulling for the Flyers. Come on, Philly. Carter Hart kicked that back end. Tony D'Angelo. Come on, Kevin man. Hayes have a back bounce here. Couture come back. Konecki get it going. Can Couturier come Let's back? Let's go. That'd be great. Come on. Be yeah, better than go. the worst place team in the Metro. Oh, come on. Come they on. should be. Oh, it's better when Metro. Philly's good. Because the fucking Phoenix Coyotes are going to be... No, I know. They'll be dog shit. I know, but I don't know. I think they're going to play better than people... I think I believe in torts. Yep. And listen, if they don't play good, we're going to get lots of torts sound bits. So yeah, we'll see what we no, say. it'll be good. So yeah, thanks to him. Thanks to uh, our listeners, the boys that called in. You guys are beauties. Appreciate that on the curfew call segment. Feel free to do that, you fans. And then last but not least, uh, to all our sponsors, DraftKings. We hope you guys liked our picks. Jump in on DraftKingsSportsBook.com. Our promo code's curfew, but if you don't need that, just get in there and get some 
prop bets, pick some futures for your favorite teams. We hope uh, you enjoyed Obi and I's picks. Yeah, and then just to our listeners in Ontario, DraftKings is fully legal up there now. Let's it, go. it happened in the playoffs last year. Get out there, get betting. We're gonna have, uh, we, I think we're gonna have Top Titty back eventually. Top Titty Friday, Top Titty's back. So get out there. DraftKings, baby. It's and then unreal. Life Force, our friends at Life Force, myLifeForce.com. Our promo code is curfew. Get in there. Obi, you're just signed up now. You're going to do your blood draw. Get all fucking dialed up. Yeah, I love it. I'm feeling fresh. I need this stuff after a big birthday weekend. It gets me back. My vitamins in the morning. I need some life force, man. Yeah. You know, get my, make sure my hormones are up to level so I'm, I'm just flowing. Just flowing. Uh, friends at Good Life, thanks for the tarps. That party was great. Unreal. We had a great party. Um, I'm actually wearing some uh, some Manscaped underwear today, too. Manscaped. Friends at Manscaped. They got some new stuff coming out. I saw like something you can just like get down there and, and wash yourself. I can't remember. I saw the commercial on, on some Jeez, social yeah, media. Get down there and wash yourself. Get down, <laughs> get down, get down and wash yourself. <laughs> and then lip boomers, baby. Canada dips, lip boomers. I turned back today, the old tangy citrus flavor. One of the originals. Check it out. Uh, thanks to Max and Binger. We got a Dodger fan, Padre fan. What's the bet here, boys? Oh, we got a little public humiliation uh, bet going on for the losing team. So Loser's got to shave his pubes on camera or what? <laughs> Just a little IG, Instagram takeover. You got to do a muff bag on... on, on. I'm actually... Uh, actually, I'm not even going to say it, Max, because I don't want to jinx your squad. So anyways, thanks to Hall Pass Media. <laughs> Bigger Maxi, Binger, uh, Updog, love you, buddy. We got some hockey. Let's that's enjoy it. it. Missing curfew. That's it. Can't you see? What the hell?